spectacular. Shafi, Shafi, are you there? I found the simple life, one so simple, no. When I jumped out on that road. Well, 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 how about an aha? Uh -huh? How about an aha? Uh yeah. How about a hey, hey, hey? How about another ah, yeah? <laughs> because it's time for one magical hour. I'm Matthew and Schaefer, Podcast Spectacular. And we are stoked. We are stoked. There are no, currently, no birds on, the, on Bill, the landlord's bird feeder, uh, even though it's the middle of the afternoon. And the reason for that is there's a giant cold front rolling through right now. It is, the bamboo is dramatically whipping around, the air is getting colder, the rain is starting to fall, and it is so much fun. It feels like October out here, folks, and I couldn't be more stoked about it. And uh, speaking of stoked, is there anyone in the whole world more stoked than this guy? You know him, you love him, he's a fashion slave. He'll just throw some fruit juice at it. He is Matthew Rampy, and he's right here. Synthesizer, microwave me, give me a jug so I can make 30 babies. Baby, baby podcast, that is. The synthesizer's back, baby. Oh, yeah. And, and is it, in fact, podcast number 30? This is podcast number 31. Woo. We've already had 30 babies. We have 31 podcast babies. Or we will today when we're done with this one. Yeah, and I, after cutting the show from last time, I would like to welcome everybody to episode 31, uh, the getting sick of the sound of my own voice episode. <laughs> oh, you were wonderful. You're a real card. It was novel. The first 27, 28 times to, to you know, cut the show, listen back carefully, do all the things. Hard, um, as my grandmother would say. But uh, 29, 30, I'm getting a little sick of my nasally drone. By the way, I turned my video on. I forgot. Oh, yeah. I, I hadn't seen you today. So now you I, can I have see no my... idea what state you're in. I like to get a, I like to get a visual. But I did, I did not make the bed. I, well, that was I, for guests. That's I only make the <laughs> kind of things for guests. I only make the bed when we have guests on. Yeah, this is uh, this is the Monday. Uh, it's almost like um, I don't want to call it a review show or wrap up show, but it's like a, a, it's yeah, like the it's, gathering uh, gathering of our wits <laughs> and and uh, <laughs> let's let's talk about that train wreck we just witnessed. Show it's a uh, it's it's your Monday debrief. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the Monday team meeting. Like nobody's happy to be there, but if you miss it, you're gonna be lost the whole week. 
we're debriefing in our briefs. Um, I, gosh, I will say, coming off of a couple of good shows there. If, oh, man. Know, talking those to Brian Benitez. So was Thank old. you, Brian. Thank you, Hugh. Brian was awesome. Hugh was awesome. I First thing I... Hugh showed interest in the podcast, which is why I started talking to him about being a guest, and I came up with that concept. But I had not really... I'd had the pills, but I hadn't really vetted those beers from Family Biz. And then I get him in the same room with you, and y'all start talking seriously. <laughs> and for a second there, I was like, oh, man, um, I hope that these beers are good. Because uh, <laughs> like, you've, you've got a craftsman and a purveyor over here talking real serious about the biz. The biz of the Family Biz. Yeah. Um, but it, it really, it worked out great. And man, those beers are good. It was so much fun. Yeah, not not to blow too much sunshine, not to blow too much sunshine at my ass. But uh, yeah, uh, it was it was really fun. And I, I feel like wait, it was wait, good. wouldn't you be blowing the sunshine up our asses? <laughs> not the own. It, remember, didn't we learn that it's a dead person? Didn't Lauren teach us that it's a dead person? Yeah, but it's so much funnier when you say up my ass. <laughs> okay, okay, uh, you're doing that on purpose. Okay, I'm sorry. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and I'm gonna pull back the curtain here. I got that from the Will Ferrell movie, Kicking and Screaming, where he's the soccer coach for the little kids. Oh. And hand hands down, the funniest. The funniest line in that movie is at the end when the bully little kid is trying to give a, give Will Ferrell a pep talk. And he says, I'm not just blowing smoke up my ass. <laughs> and, and Will Ferrell starts to correct it. And he's like, shut up. Just take the compliment. Okay. And uh, that, like, that little offhand you know, one-liner made me laugh more than anything else in that whole movie. And now whenever I say that, I, I use that expression. I say up my ass and... Uh, <laughs> well, it's an obscure enough reference that I don't think that you have to clarify with anybody. Yeah, I don't think I, any. I don't think anybody's going to call you out on that. Well, it's much funnier if people think I'm just saying it wrong. So. Right. And, which I sorry I ruined that. And but I, I stopped you because one of the C's is communication, and yeah, we are, we are just examining some of the some of the one million words in the English language here. So. And it's okay to pull back the curtain every now and then because the curtain is, obscures so many of the other bizarre things we say on the show. I think it's okay <laughs> to pull back the curtain occasionally, except you just have to consider what's behind the curtain yeah, quite carefully. Got to make sure that you cleaned up behind that curtain, first yeah. of all. Uh, <laughs> uh, I spoke with my dad on the phone just before uh, we got on the air, uh, and we talked a little bit more about... Uh, Jerry Jeff Walker, he talked about, yeah, he was, so he was sitting there in his apartment. And let me tell you, did you ever go to Nicholas and Ogre's apartment where we used to hang out kind of behind Posse East, like right there at Eastman Park or Eastwood? I don't think so. Uh, anyway, there, that was a crazy report. We had crazy times there, like actually Brian Benitez and Derek Mix uh tito fratelli um and you and jameson came to ut in that summer before our yeah yeah or or were you at ut i never part of the summer 
Uh, well, I, my only attendance at UT was the uh, UT summer theater workshop, uh, actually in high school. I see. Okay. Um, so I knew that. Yeah, that's that's where we met all those guys. That's how we know Kevin Alejandro, right? Uh, who we got to get on the show uh, and all that jazz. Uh, boy, it's really blowing out there. Uh, so exciting. Uh, yeah, there's but, a cold front. It's a cold front today, guys. My dad, at the time, 1973, at the time of the recording of Viva Trilingua, was living on that same block, <laughs> right where he was having his craziest times, where I would, 30 years later, have some of my craziest times. Uh, Whoa. But, uh, yeah, just re- really like 10 yards from each other. And, uh, but he was telling, yeah. He, Is that a nexus? You you might say it's some sort of some sort of plexus for the for our nexus. Um, we won't talk too much more about the other thing. Uh, no, uh, Dad lived on the upstairs, and his friend uh, Truett lived on the downstairs. And I actually remember meeting Truett when I was a kid. Um, and Dad heard on the radio that that was going on that that they were doing a live recording for an album and they wanted people there. Uh, and so if you drove down from Austin, uh, you could get in for a dollar. And so he went down, he found Truett. Truett said, well, hell yes. And they drove down there uh, to get on that. Yeah, they were two of the 900 people who showed up for that. Um, yeah, it was just, wow. it was really cool. That and I remember, cool. I remember that friend Truett, dad said that, uh, that he picked up the phone and called him for the uh, for the first time in 35 years after uh, after old Jerry Jeff passed away the other night. So a uh, lot of lots more lots of more great reminiscing about a great man. And uh, hope y'all enjoyed uh, his his cover of Ray Wiley Hubbard's "Up Against the Wall, Redneck Mother" uh, from episode 30. Maybe we'll do maybe we'll do one more tonight. Um, I can't say that um, I can't say that I want to append Jerry Jeff to this podcast too too often. Uh, that is really. I, I, we've talked about this already. I'm a hip hop body. Yeah. I have tried to distance myself from any uh, picking and grinning country western shit kicker bullshit, and uh, I always associated Jerry Jeff with fraternities. Because they would have these massive parties, and Jerry, they would get Jerry Jeff to play. So yeah, you know. but uh, you know, Matthew, that's not his fault. That's uh, right. You're right. That's just my generalization about him. Yeah, you can't. You know, you, you can't bring your own, bring your own baggage to it. And he's actually he was actually a very uh, a very uh, open minded, um, hilarious individual, and a lot. You know, it's just like. Just like with, uh, you know, say, Oki from Muskogee, um, a lot of the stuff that he did ironically and sarcastically out of humor to call attention to certain hypocrisies was then later co-opted by people who didn't understand things like irony and hypocrisy. And mm. uh, and uh, also, you know, guys still got to pay the bills, too. So, um, Well, I don't, I don't fault him for that. I just... Uh you know, associate him with those kind of uh, uppity rednecks (laughs) at the the frat houses. (laughs) I get it. I get it. Trust me, I get it. Um, Um, 
But if we but so if we do go out on a Jerry that makes Jeff me track, all the more want to take it back from them, you know. Yeah, I hear you. Like and reclaim uh, it, reclaim like it for the hippies and the weirdos. Like the time Charles Manson stole that song from the Beatles and Bono <laughs> stole it back. Bono's stealing it back. Uh, no, not like that at all. Oh, With you. Oh, okay, <laughs> I'm I'm really discombobulated here on Monday, so. Don't expect What's any. A, don't expect any continuity of communication. No, but Matthew, I definitely understand where you're coming from, and I'm really glad that we talked about it because it is, uh, it is, you know, something that happens, and it's something that, um, you know, that I, you know, it's something that I would like to, even in our own small little way, help, you know, help correct, you know. Well, you in general have made me reconsider country music or country folk singer songwriter kind of the uh, the whole ethos of that which still not really my jam like you're not gonna catch me uh rolling down the highway listening to john prine sure but i but at least i'm aware of it now <laughs> and and yeah. and i through you and some of our other friends have a uh you know more appreciation for stuff like that the your your Towns Van Zants, your John Prines, your Jerry Jeffs. Who who else is in this category that would just roll off your tongue when you talk about uh when Willie Nelson, um I mean uh, I, St- Steve Earle. Okay. Yeah. Steve Earle, uh, Joe Ely, oh yeah, all those guys from our neck of the woods, Butch Hancock, uh The Flatlanders. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those guys are amazing. Uh Robert Earl Keen, also somebody who very much got co-opted by the fraternity boys, unfortunately. Um, yeah, that's uh, those are all good examples. And, you know, I just, like, I think it's important, it, you know, well, put it this way. It's not important. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to get on a high horse or anything, and I'm not bragging here. It's just the whole world becomes more fun when you realize that, like, any you can enjoy any music if you just understand the context and you you know you get you, you understand where those people are coming from and then uh and then and then the music becomes more real it becomes passionate it becomes loving it becomes or it becomes like you know political commentary you know in the case of some of those some of those country songs that the red, the rednecks didn't realize were making fun of them and uh uh, you know, so it just makes your, it's a way to make your whole world more rich and more exciting and more fun, you know, and then, you know, down the road, if you're bartending and somebody comes in, uh, you might be able to find something common with them that you wouldn't, you wouldn't have had otherwise. Uh, and it's because, uh, you just took a little extra time with their music. Um, that's a know. very positive attitude. And I love, you know, I like being able to talk about hip hop the same way. I like to be able to talk about funk. I like to be able to talk about, you know, Philly soul, even like Hall and Oates, like didn't used to really do it for me. Um, but, you know, I I figured it out and, you know, and I, I can talk to, you know, ex-suburban housewife about Hall and Oates or, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever. You get what I'm saying. Uh, but, and, uh, yeah, did we properly, uh, do we properly say family business makes very good beer? I don't know if y'all, uh, y'all got that from our, from our interview, <laughs> but they, they do, uh, very classic beer styles very well. Yeah. And, you know, 
when they, when you're doing, I think I said it the other night, when you're doing those, those uh, very classic styles, you know, it's more difficult because people have a bunch more examples to compare them to, mm. you know, yeah. and every, people know what those beers are supposed to taste like. So if you don't get it, if you don't get it right, you're in big trouble. And, uh, and they definitely got it right. So thanks again, Hugh. Uh, good job making those great beers. I think that we had mentioned that, but I am glad that you uh, doubled down on that one. Or, you know, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I see here you... Uh, You're not supposed to read from the show sheet. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll segue. Uh, segue. <laughs> <laughs> That's my segue. Don't read from the show sheet, please. <laughs> Let me do the segueing around here, Mr... So it's Monday. <laughs> I'm struggling a little bit. And I'm having uh I'm having you with your segue. Thank there. you. That's perfect. I was looking for that drop. <laughs> Found it. <laughs> Feeling a little down on a Monday. Uh, my lovely wife has been wanting me to listen to this podcast uh, by one of her favorite people, motivational speakers, uh, Brene Brown. Are you familiar with Brene Brown? No. I, I wasn't until Amy had introduced me to her. She is, and this is reading from the bio on her website, she's a research professor at the University of Houston where she holds the Huffington Foundation slash Brene Brown Endowed Chair. It's always good when your endowment holds your name. Uh, she's also a visiting professor in management at UT's Macomb School of Business. She spent two days study. She spent two decades studying courage, vulnerability, shame, and empathy. I, I've I've listened to a couple of Brene's uh, lectures, and they're fantastic. And she has totally like introduced me to some concepts that. Um, I wasn't familiar with and I felt like they were timely for me and that I needed to hear and um, especially about vulnerability. Um, I think that I spent loads of time in my life, uh, you know, f fearing failure, <laughs> fearing failure so much that I like didn't go for it. You know, I was, I was unwilling to be vulnerable and, uh, it's, pro it's probably only been a year since I listened to this lecture of hers on vulnerability, and I've really, I feel like I've, it's really helping me. I, I tweeted on um, January first this year. I will, I will fail more, and and it will be okay. I'm oh I, I, I don't have the tweet in front of me. It was something like I will allow myself to fail more, and it will be okay. And and I think. I think the podcast is a great example of like some action towards vulnerability. You know, how, how do you be more it's vulnerable except to, how do you be more vulnerable than be the co-host of a quote unquote comedy podcast? <laughs> um, do you really open up, opening up yourself there? Um, so literally, but I don't know. Uh, Amy wanted me to listen to a, her podcast, a recent episode and um it was featuring i am I'm, I'm so bad i i i don't have this right in front of me vamp for just a second <laughs> uh speaking of opening ourselves up 
to uh i just wanted to i'd really like to thank uh, a few people out there you know you guys uh have heard us talk about ali in seattle and uh he's been really going out of his way to tell his friends you know about us and we just got a review on apple podcasts uh from uh i believe it's becky in seattle yeah a new subscriber becky in seattle and her review is five stars and she said signing up at the recommendation of ali in seattle so well done both of you becky we're so happy to have you uh thanks so much to uh little sister and professor uh producer emeritus am i right us uh, <laughs> gracie gracie uh and then uh cat cat and her husband now both have uh cat and jeff both have reviews up and they're side by side um i cannot overestimate how good feedback makes matthew and i feel <laughs> so just so you guys know in addition to you know it helping out the metrics and all that jazz uh you are helping matthew and i inside in ways that can't can't really be over described it's um <laughs> it, it's it's also like it feels like fate that we're developing this seattle audience since we're planning on moving there absolutely so. where and and you know uh, as soon as climate change pushes this warmer climate a little bit further north we're headed that way <laughs> it's it's sort of the mecca for us because that's where our podfathers are too yeah so. so um thank you for that touch with touch with our community Brene brown's one of her pod i think she has two podcasts one of them is called unlocking us and she was talking to twin sisters amelia and emily nagas nagoski and um it was an episode about burnout and um, so timely, we're all experiencing like a certain level of burnout. They have a great conversation about emotions and how they are uh, parasympathetic responses in your body. Emotions live in your body. And if you don't uh, go through the whole process of letting them out, if you hold on to them in certain ways that it's really bad for your health. And um, Amy had just listened to this episode and was just excited about the topic and wanted me to listen to it. But I, I really took a lot uh, from it. And um, then I started thinking, how can we get Brene Brown on this podcast? <laughs> oh, that'd be so much fun. <laughs> but anyway, she's great. I, if you haven't heard of her, check her out uh Brene Brown and then and then these the, her guests on this episode of of unlocking us it's it's Brene with Emily and Amelia Nagoski on burnout and how to complete the stress cycle uh great chat something that we're like uh aspiring to you know having having on guests and having chats that uh, are uplifting to people yeah yeah definitely uh, and then, of course, we're we're fantasizing about having uh, uh, guests on the podcast. Hey, who would you like to have on the podcast, Shafi? Funny you should say that. I uh, I have been loving the uh, 
the Seattle Seahawks lately. They're so much fun to watch. Uh, they they dramatically finish every game. Uh, they seem to, because of COVID and stuff, they've been one of the healthy teams. So they keep getting bumped to the Sunday night game, which is you know nationally televised, so everybody can watch it. And uh, and then they proceed when they get bumped to that Sunday night position. Then they proceed to finish the game as dramatically as possible. Like all of their wins have been within uh, within you know one score of you know the the, the uh, of their of the person they defeated, um, and or in this case. Last night they lost in overtime, uh, but they're so much fun to watch. The, the the players, Russell Wilson, their quarterback, is just this awesome, like super nice guy. Like he's a genuinely good person. Um, DK Metcalf is dramatic, just amazing. You know, wide receiver, athlete, but also just really cool. Like he's got an awesome like pink mohawk and and some uh, and some like facial piercings, like. So that's super fun. Appeals to the teenager inside me, you know. Um, but they're they're uh, they're arguably arguably their best receiver, Tyler Lockett, um, who is also a super nice guy, super great athlete. But also, he's a poet. Also, that's crazy. That? That's crazy. Also, part of what's going on here is uh, mine and Schaefer's Texas teams are pretty much their seasons are done. Yeah. And so uh, <laughs> looking forward to our retirement, we are we are throwing our considerable weight behind <laughs> the Seattle Seahawks at this point. Uh, they uh, they've also all three of those guys have been very clutch for me fantasy wise. Oh, nice. And, uh, I like the Seahawks because they were a team that, say, 25 years ago. I used to think was like uh, the laughing stock of like an, uh, they were like um, an expansion team, right? Yeah. At one point. And like, and they, they were like such a small, I, I don't know. They, they hardly ever won there. I, I thought that their uniforms were funny, like the Seahawk yeah. logo. And I just, I thought they were a joke team. Underdogs. Yeah, but definitely. yeah, when I was living out in California, they started getting better. And then they were having battles with the 49ers and the, People, people started taking notice. And then, of course, you know, there's lots of – they've got that 12th man thing, like their fan base. They're the loudest stadium in the league. So uh, just some other excuses. I'm uh, My aunt lives in Portland. She's a Seahawks fan. Um, so go, go Seahawks. Uh, sorry to interrupt, Shafi. Oh, yeah, no problem. Uh, yeah, I agree with all that 100%. It's really fun. Um, yeah, it's really fun to have just like a nice team to root for. You know, that team like really seems like, and he's not with him anymore, but Marshawn Lynch was like that too. Oh, yeah, he's great. Marshawn Lynch was just a person who like really stood up for what he believed in. Beast mode. You know, just, and yeah, in addition to being a great athlete, these guys are all, they're they're the best athletes around in their particular position, but then they're also just super good people. So, uh, so do we have a, do we have a theme song for Poetry Corner? Um... I think that it goes like this. Wait, let me see. Is it this one? Poetry Corner. Shady's about to read some. Let's get it on. Talk about my words. Poetry Corner! Poetry Corner. Yeah. Um, I like it. Sorry about that, guys. I know that's a... <laughs> um, so, I would like to read for you... A Tyler Lockett poem. 
if you will have, if you will allow me. Uh, I'll allow is, it. Uh, and, you know, this poem is definitely written in a certain voice. I'm going to read it in, in the Schaefer voice, but I will do my best to um, respect Tyler's voice as much as possible. Uh, so from his book, Reflection, uh, it's available on Amazon, Reflection by Tyler Lockett. This poem is called Something in the Making. Please don't kill my vibe. All the pain and suffering that I'm dealing with inside, I'm trying to hide. So please, can you just let it go? I'm trying to go to a place that I haven't been before. The places where they beam and glow and where stars shine. And as I lay there, I wonder one day, when will I shine? Is it true I can chase my dream or am I wasting my time? Should I go and make it happen or just wait for a sign? A lot of people say they wait until they hear words from God, but there's times I feel like God just waits for us to decide. If we gonna live or just think it, cause life's gotta be more than just trying to dream it, but tell me what's after when we achieve it. Dude. Yeah. He's the Pacific Northwest Tupac. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it's such a cool, like, it's, it's both, uh, you know, it's both, you know, kind of hard and edgy, but also, you know, has like, you know, the there, references from God and a very positive message. There's some vulnerability um, there. Yeah, definitely. I feel like he says a lot of things that you and I say in a yeah. different way, right? I, I <laughs> right? felt like, I thought he was writing that about the podcast. <laughs> like when you started it out, especially the first few lines, I was like, this is, yeah. a, this is about our podcast. Yeah, definitely. So that's super cool. And I wanted to tell... You guys, I found uh, I found his agent on Instagram, and I have uh, I I snuck into his DMs and asked him if we could get Tyler on here to talk about his poems. So cross your fingers. I'm sort of thinking maybe like you know maybe people only want to talk to him about football, and you know, and maybe nobody's invited. I said, hey, you know, there's this other side of you. You want to talk about it? So I'm crossing my fingers. Maybe you'll be like. Yes, I've been dying for somebody to ask me to talk about poems instead of just football all the time. So we'll see. You did you you put in the caveat like after the season, right? Like in the off season. Oh, I should have. He's busy right now. Yeah. Well, they're, mean, he's busy. They're going to go win the Super Bowl. Yeah. So if, well, maybe presumably, maybe sometime in March. You know, but yeah, presumably, you know, he'll get back to me and say, "Well, he's really busy." right now and i'll say yeah sure whenever you know we can we can make it work don't uh, don't high pressure them no definitely <laughs> of course not <laughs> oh gosh i'm i'm nervous now you just like i got a little flush there just thinking about it Woo! i think so that, exciting i think that every episode where we don't have a guest we're just going to talk about guests that we would like to have <laughs> I think, yeah, that's good. <laughs> this Monday is our production episode. <laughs> production meeting Mondays. <laughs> I think we've made that joke before, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's not, but when it's not a joke, it just keeps coming up. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's wonderful. I think, uh, I think David Lee Roth is trying to tell us something. Speaking of running with the devil, um, 
I have a news cruise. News. Okay, well, welcome to Exciting. welcome to the Monday morning news cruise. Um, this is in my um, my vigilant state against the Williamson County Sheriff's Department. I got another. I got a, another follow up on what's going on with those guys, with those stooges. Um, of course, we t- we talked before that. Uh, Williamson County was involved with a program called Live PD, and during the filming of a Live PD episode, a a, a person of color, uh, Mr. Javier Ambler, died in the uh, in the custody of the Williamson County Sheriff's Department, oh, and then and then Live TV like lost the footage. <laughs> Of course they did. But I think it was recovered. Actually, no, I don't know if it was. I think that eventually the the body cam footage was, uh, I don't know how that goes into public record. But anyway, this was after, this was right after the passing of George Floyd uh, back earlier this year. And I thought, man, we're going to get some, we're going to get the light shown upon this sheriff's department. And it took a minute. But here we are. This is from our KVU affiliate. The family of Javier Ambler filed a federal lawsuit against Williamson County on Sunday with national civil rights lawyer Ben Crump, who also represents the family of George Floyd, joining the case. Ben Crump also was the uh, the lawyer in the Michael Brown case, which uh, could you, which you could say that's uh, six years ago now, but maybe set off this most recent uh, round of. Um, demonstrations against police brutality. Um, the suit makes multiple allegations about the Williamson County Sheriff's Office and Sheriff Robert Chody and claims that the agency encouraged a culture of violence that led to Ambler's death. The suit also accuses the department of promoting use of force encounters for the benefit of the TV reality show Live PD, which partnered with the department. The sheriff and his department have a long history of excessive force against people of color, and this behavior dramatically increased when the TV cameras were on, Crump said in a statement. They must be held accountable. Well, hopefully the the long arm of justice is, is getting at these guys. Um, it's uh, they're, they're a mess. And, yeah, you definitely um, hope so. Unfortunately, we don't have a good history of following through with these things but no but uh maybe but, we're headed that but this direction. kind of national publicity and these kind of uh it's it's ben crump and uh I, I think he's with this firm out of chicago who specializes in this sort of thing so uh this has gone uh into th- this is a federal lawsuit you know so yeah um yeah so i'll i will keep uh, the, our listeners abreast of those Please do. This is, uh, this is important stuff, folks. And it's you know, if we don't follow up on it, then then it won't happen. You know. Uh, so we were. I was actually thinking about this. You know, particularly, um, who knows what's going to happen next week? But um, oh. I feel like you know, even if there is a blue wave, folks, we still have we have to stay on top of those democratic politicians too we got to make sure that they do what they say they are these are still a lot of these are lifetime politicians who have gotten very comfortable in their jobs and they need they need oversight and we're the only people 
you know, the citizens are the only people who can really do that job, you know, without being beholden to someone else. So, uh, I was actually thinking, uh, we'll have after the, maybe after the, uh, election, we'll have my friend Ed Espinoza from Progress Texas come on and just talk about specific ways that we can do that, you know, actual, you know, addresses you can send things to and how to specifically, uh, you know, what you can do as one person uh, to, to help this, you know, to help things get better with no matter, no matter who's in the, no matter who's in the office, no matter who's in the white house, no matter who's in Congress. So do you think um, your friend Ed Espinosa would be up for that? I think he would. Yeah. Yeah. That would be awesome. Uh, we could have a, you know, a political discussion yep. and I could play the moron uh, <laughs> <laughs> and ask the, the really foolish questions. Whatever they may be, I'm sure. Well, just I'm considering sure myself, just I, I see people that are really politically motivated and active, and I, you know, have a lot of respect for that. Uh, I, I've been maybe less so uh, in my life, focusing on <laughs> and like entertainment say, you know, and I, arts instead. I worry about people. I worry about people being like, "All right, we did it. We did our job. We got everybody. You know, we got the blue wave in there." Uh, I cast my vote. All right, now I can relax and go back to the way things were, you know. Uh, and that's that's obviously not the case. With things like if if we genuinely, you know, everybody looks at these situations like George Floyd and everybody, and they look at they say yes, that that is a tragedy that demands justice. Um, but then you actually have to demand it, you know. That's and hey. Listen, I'm just as guilty uh, as anybody about being like, all right, you know, I've said my piece. Now I'm going to go back to <laughs> playing video games, whatever. Um, read, reading reading poetry by, uh, by, by, by ride receivers, whatever it is that you <laughs> might do. Um, but uh, it's something, and it's something that if we all remind each other, it's a helpful thing, right? Um, all right. Uh, I, have an, I have a quick story too. Do tell. Man finds... 222 year old penny outside of a main church shane houston shane houston or shane houston of north carolina is using a metal detector man when you're a kid was there anything in the world that you wanted more than a metal metal detector um there. yeah yeah, I, I don't think I, I don't think I've ever really wanted a metal detector. Really? No, that's not true. I, I that, there have been times where I thought that'd be really cool. When I was a kid, I thought that that would you know, and you know, because you knew that you were going to find something with that metal detector, you know, and then you know, and then you got you spend a bunch of money on it, and you realize that all you find are old butter knives, um, or old bread knives. Um, anyway, uh, October twenty sixth. A North Carolina man using his metal detector near a main church unearthed a copper penny dating from the year 1798. Ah, that's so cool. Wow. Shane said he and his friend from New Hampshire were on a metal detecting trip. They got permission to search the grounds outside a church in Maine. Houston oh, they got his, permission, did they? His most interesting discovery was a 220-year-old copper penny from the first decade of money minted in the United States. Whoa. <laughs> The coin is about the size of a modern half dollar. It bears the image of Lady Liberty on one side and one cent on the tail side. Uh, uh, similar, yeah, I know everybody wants to know. Similar coins have sold for about $200 on eBay. Whoa. But he's currently planning to keep it in his own collection. 
I honestly would have thought that it would be much more than that. But, um, 200 bucks, sure. That's that's nothing to sneeze at. No. Um, and then finally, the treasure hunter said he is not revealing the exact location of the church because he wants to return and search in the same area next year. He's not giving away his secrets. Wow. No, sir. <laughs> it's the church with the guy with the metal detector in the yard. <laughs> Oh, yeah. If you see that, that's the church. My imagination can just run wild for hours. Hours thinking about all the things you could find with a metal detector. Only you had some sort of way to detect metal underneath the ground. You'd be damned. It's too bad your birthday just passed. I'm making myself a note for next year, though. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for teaming up with my brother uh, on the uh, birthday present. Uh, What'd you get? Um, uh, got a little, uh, a little, a little laptop that, uh, that'll run all of the software much better than my, nice. than my decade and a half old, uh, desktop computer. But really yeah. I'm using the two of them in concert with each other. He was, um, yeah, he was quizzing me about, um, birthday gifts and things that might make podcasting go better and stuff like yeah. that. So yeah, it's exciting. It's, like helps like, like Wix are, are, uh, are, uh, website builder website builder that doesn't even run at all on my desktop <laughs> okay wow so, yeah it was definitely time for an upgrade thank you so much to both of you love you dicky love you kathleen oh real quick um jonathan in the united arab emirates huge fan of ours and he got us uh got at us uh, via whatsapp um all, from all the way in United Arab in the United Arab Emirates, and guess what? He sent us a drop. He said, "BT Dubs, glad to hear the Joe versus the volcano call out on the pod." I just said to a friend the other day that has continued to resonate with me more than any other movie. Didn't know you were a fan too. And then he sent us this. Whoops. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Get some practice with it. We can, can we feature <laughs> this next time for the opening? Yeah, yeah. We'll feature his drop. Yeah, because everybody knows that I'm terrible at drops. Um, so I'll get it worked out. And we'll, okay. start, we'll, we'll right. start the next episode with this drop from Joe versus the Volcano. So happy to hear somebody else is into that movie. Hope everybody's having a great day. We love you. We love you, too. Oh, you know and what? Go ahead. <laughs> no, you start. I was going to talk about how we keep forgetting to do our uh, to do our closing. Uh, I was just going to say, <laughs> the poorer the choices, the sweeter the wine. Back in that place again. Well, when you're down on your luck and you ain't got a buck. In London, you're a goner Even London Bridge has fallen down And moved to Arizona Now I know why And I'll substantiate the rumor That the English sense of humor is drier than the Texas sand You can put up your dukes Or you can bet your boots But I'm leaving just
just as fast as I can I wanna go home with the armadillo Good country music from Amarillo and Abilene The friendliest people and the prettiest women you ever seen Well, it's cold over here And I swear I wish they'd turn the heat on And where in the world Is that English girl I promised I would meet On the third floor And of the whole damn lot Smoke and a cheap guitar My mind keeps roaming My heart keeps longing To be home in a Texas bar I wanna go home with the armadillo Get my cowboy hat Go down to Marble Arts Station Cause when a Texan fancies He'll take his chances Chances will be taken That's for sure And them limey eyes They were eyeing a prize Some People call manly footwear And they said you're from down south And when you open your mouth You always seem to put your foot there
made me feel I so good. Gary P. Nunn. 